Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have Devin Weeks with me today. Um, if you don't know who Devin is, if you're in the Coeur d'Alene area and you're listening, she is an amazing woman. Um, I met her through Boys and Girls Clubs. She was writing an article for the Boys and Girls Club and I was there. We were talking about all kinds of fun stuff. And so she um, is a journalist. So she writes for the Coeur d'Alene Press. She is an amazing person. I love how she really, when she does articles on like nonprofits or people, she showcases, um, she really gets it and like can showcase that person through writing. So first of all, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure, Tabitha. Thank you for having me. Of course. And yes, I do remember first meeting at the Boys and Girls Club. It was so fun to have that experience with you and really a fun way to start our, our friendship. I know. And it's been so great because we just like, we, you know, she had picked, someone was taking pictures. She was writing about the kids, interviewing people. And it was just like a fun day at the club. And mm -hmm. she was like, is this like this all the time? I'm like, yeah, it's like organized <laughs> chaos all the time. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I really wish we would have had a Boys and Girls Club when I was growing up because it was just a really positive, uh, good place to be. Yeah. And that's, I think you and I even talked about that. We both were like, yeah, we didn't have this growing up. And I was a turnkey kid. I like, you know, either if I was playing sports, I was go home, parents would come home later. So it was one of those places. So tell me a little right. bit about yourself, kind of your background um, of who you are and what you're doing here in uh, the Coeur d'Alene area. Uh, okay, well, I was born and raised in uh, Coeur d'Alene, North Idaho, um, and uh, I live in Post Falls now with my husband and our three cats. Um, I'm coming up on eight years at the Coeur d'Alene Press, which is really exciting. I know, time's gone by quick, but I came up through the Coeur d'Alene School District, um, Bora, shout out to Bora, Canfield, CHS, North Idaho College, Lewis Clark State College, Coeur d'Alene. I, I just love North Idaho so much. I never really wanted to leave. Um, I do love traveling, but it's so wonderful to have North Idaho to come home to. My heart is definitely here. Um, I, uh, let's see. Yeah, I've always really been interested in journalism. Uh, I've loved writing ever since I could probably hold a pencil since I was little. And, you know, it just, it, it was a really a natural path for me to end up at the press. But it was a little scary, though, after, um, you know, working on the Sentinel at North Idaho College, I wasn't sure, sorry about that, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how easy it would be to get uh, a job in journalism. But uh, luckily, they knew who I was, and um, I somehow won over their hearts. And uh, here I am almost eight years later with, I don't even know, probably about 2,000 stories, maybe 1,600, 1,700 stories under my belt. Which, yeah, <laughs> it's a little crazy when you start thinking about it. Yeah, and I think that's such a, like our community, I mean, I, I'm, we're so grateful to have this amazing community, but like to see someone grow up in Coeur d'Alene and like want mm -hmm. to stay here, because honestly, I left and then I'm like, guess where I came back to? We yeah. Somewhere that people want to vacation. And so we're like, mm -hmm. well, why did we leave this? This place is amazing. So I totally, totally get it. And I mean, I love traveling. I've been to New York. Um, I went to Mexico for my friend's wedding and that was really, really uh, uh, just exciting because I'd never really been outside of the US except for Canada, which is outside of the US. Yes, it's a different place, but it's 
but, Mexico's different from Canada, you know, it's a little bit of a different experience. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I actually get a little homesick if I'm gone for too long. You know, if I am, you know, when I was um, on the Sentinel uh, for North Idaho College, which I loved that newspaper, I love that school. Um, I uh, would get homesick after about three days because I have a cat that sleeps with me every night. I'd miss my husband, my family. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I agree. That's, and you are, you, um, you really, like I said before, I love when you do any pieces on like people, like an actual person, like when you do your, um, fast five, um, oh, yeah. I love that because you get, you really show who that person is through their interview. But I also love the part I love when you do a nonprofit or a story about something that's like more to your heart. Cause you really yes. capture those stories. Well, I, I, trained myself well I always chose classes and sessions if I were in a convention for newspaper uh, that was more on the human interest side because I knew that's where my forte was and I've been so not just lucky but even blessed and I don't use that lightly uh, that my editors have always played to my strengths and allowed me to dive into you know those relationships and and really get to know people I interview um, I, I, I have this, <laughs> it's going to sound corny, but I have this thought that like, if my life is a canvas, everyone I interview adds a little piece of paint to the masterpiece, you know? And I thought about that boy back in like 2014. And I'd love to have a visual of what that canvas looks like now, because I've met a lot of really amazing people and been through some pretty incredible times with my, my job since then. Yeah, that would be so amazing too. Like just to have a canvas with like just a little piece of each person. Yeah, if everyone just signed their name or, you oh. know, just something like that. So maybe someday, someday when I get to the more artistic side of my life. I love it. <laughs> so obviously you have, you know, this has been who you are. Like some people, like I, I thought I was gonna be a teacher. I thought I was gonna be, you know, you, a Broadway singer. Like you mm -hmm. just go through all the things you think you're gonna be. And you kind yeah. of, it sounds like you really knew who you were or like you, you kind of were driven towards that writing piece. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there a point in your life that you were kind of like, oh my gosh, this is it? Or is it had been like born, I'm starting to write already? I think when I was in about sixth grade, I had an amazing English teacher who was my homeschool teacher, Karen Grace at Canfield. Shout out to Karen Grace. Uh, she's uh, just an amazing, she was an amazing teacher and mentor. And she's still, when we run into each other, uh, just uh, is such a wonderful person to see. But she was the one who said, you have a gift for writing. And I'm like, I do. And my mom always liked to write, but she never really followed a career because she had three kids and wanted to, you know, be uh, at home with us. So I love my mom so much for giving us that stability, but she and my dad have been amazing. Uh, but my mom always liked to write. And then when I had a teacher actually say it, you know, verbalize it for me, um, that kind of planted a seed that sprouted. And then in ninth grade, I joined my high school newspaper and realized it's not just writing. I love writing, but I love people. And I love the variety. I love, you know, one day covering a play and then the next day going down to the biggest snowball fight Coeur d'Alene's ever seen. You know, do you remember that in 2019, we had that snowball fight in, in McEwen Park. Uh, so it was so fun, <laughs> but every, every day is different. And I mean, I'm not saying every, every day is easy because we do have those more difficult stories and I'm fairly sensitive and, and uh, empathetic and empathic. So I, you know, a lot of those 
pains that other people experience. I, I feel, I deeply do, and I, I wish so much I could fix things for them, but I feel in a little way by getting their story out there, it, that's my way of helping, you know, just sharing the message or sharing whatever it is that they're going through um, so that somebody else can know what their experience has been, or somebody else might be like, I've never heard of this before. How do I help? You know? Yeah. And it's I love like, that you can literally articulate people's thoughts and what they're saying to make it sound like a story and that other mm -hmm. people can read it and be like, oh my gosh, how can I help this person? Or how can I help this nonprofit? Or what can I yeah. do to get involved? And so you get to really tell those stories. Yeah. It's, it's been really incredible. And I, I, I sometimes think, you know, you get to about seven years, seven year stretch. What do I do with my life? Do I want to keep doing this? And I mean, I, uh, I can't imagine doing anything else <laughs> really, you know, so they're kind of stuck with me. I've told them that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So growing up, going through this career, is there a, like a life lesson you've learned the hard way through all this? Well, uh, hmm. What are, you, what are you going after here? Because I'd like to know like what kind of lesson. I mean, life lesson, it can be love, it can be work, it could be anything you want. Um, mm -hmm. Just any life lesson kind of that you learned the hard way. <laughs> well, you know, the first thing that pops into my mind um, has to do with um, friendship. And when I was a teenager, I, you know, I hung out with different people and I'm a Gemini. So I'm like all over the place. You know, I love having I, like a million things to do, but I'm not really good at anyone, you know, and I love having a million friends. But at that point, I didn't really have super duper solid friendships. I mean, I, I've had some really long friendships that I, I'm so thankful for that I have to this day. But my best friend, Holly, um, I was in a bad relationship and, uh, was becoming more and more distant with her and all my friends really. And she helped me realize like what was important. And she said, you know, you should really be focusing your energy and your time and your love on the people who you want in your life, you know, through for the rest of your life. And it was a real eye opener because she was right. I wasn't giving those closest to me what I should have, the love that I had to give. I needed to focus more on the people I wanted to invest in. And uh, if it wasn't for her almost breaking up with me, that's what I say, that she almost broke up with me over, over this stupid boy that I was dating. Um, we, uh, we were able to come back together and come back closer than ever. And she's been my best friend. Uh, I mean, she's been my best friend really since I was 17. And her daughter is, I call her best friend 2.0. She's like my niece. And uh, if it wasn't for Holly really putting it into those words, how important it is to invest in the people you want to keep around. I don't know that I would have as many full relationships as I do now. So, I mean, luckily I learned that early. Tough I don't know. Love. That learned that's, that. That's yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is some people aren't willing to listen to that because I've been in some of those situations and people are like, uh, they're like, oh, you just want, don't want, you don't like my boyfriend or you don't like this person. And they're like, yeah. oh, we just want to tell you what we're feeling so that you later yes. on, you're like, why didn't you tell me? Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and something I wish I could tell my younger self too about relationships is like, you know, who's going to stick around like the guy that you went on three dates with or your best friend who, who picked you up on the side of the road when your tire blew out at three in the morning, you know, um, and still continues to be your friend, you know, that, that sort of thing. So it was really um, a, a life lesson there in just uh, who I want to 
I guess, in, invest in emotionally. And, and yeah, and I do have some really amazing long-term friendships. And even that, even Holly telling me that really made me look back at some of my other friends who I really wanted to reconnect with. And now I have a really strong core group of about 12 friends who I could call on them any day of the week for anything at all. And, um, you know, they could do the same for me. So that was, thank you, Holly. (laughs) It shows who your character is too, is that you have those really that close knit and that you can like, you do the same for them as well. Oh, any, any day of the week. Yeah. So you're telling people stories, you're inspiring other people probably through your storytelling. Um, Is there, what, what inspires you to be your best self? I like your questions tab. (laughs) You uh, ever consider a job in journalism? (laughs) Um, What inspires me to be my best self? Well, I always think of the example that I could be to others because you see so many people doing things that are not kind and, and that are hurtful or that are selfish. And I really don't wanna be considered unkind or selfish or hurtful. And when I do hurt somebody, I, I, I mean, it stays with me, even if it's just a short encounter. I mean, I like, I think about it for a long time. I don't, I don't like to hurt feelings. I don't, um, I don't like to be the cause of anybody's pain, you know? So I think, I think of, you know, how I could be an example to others um, and how, I don't know, it's just always been my job to like lift up people, you know, to be the glue be strong like for my family when they go through rough times usually I'm the one mediating <laughs> between everybody and the one who um, I can offer sound advice because I'm really not on any one side I'm on all everybody's side even though there shouldn't be sides in a family but you know how that goes yeah. Uh, yeah. so I guess I just I really want I, I don't know I just I, I really want to exude that sort of um kindness and and um example like like my friends kids I want them to see me as a good person you know and I want them to be good people and like whenever I interview kids I positivity I love being positive and and giving them kudos for whatever it might be that they're working on or really letting them know that I I get where they're coming from you know and so I don't know if that really answers the question. But, no, it, um, it is. no, I love it. Um, I think that's fantastic. And that's just who you are, which, I mean, anybody that knows you knows that's the type of person you are, which is, I mean, it's a great trait to have. And like you said, you're, you're kind of like communications, your strong, strong suit. That's why you are the one that can kind of help mediate things and calm oh, things yeah. down. <laughs> I don't know why this thing keeps jumping up. I apologize, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have a problem with the video. It's our YouTube followers. They're going to be like, what is she doing? What's up with that floating head? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you go to my YouTube to see what the floating head is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Fun questions. You're yeah. a local girl. Mm-hmm. What is your go-to restaurant in North Idaho? I never considered myself to be a regular anywhere because I always like to have a variety, you know, but I got to say Mongolian barbecue um, has been awesome. Uh, Some of my husband's friends work work there. So that's always nice to see them and say hello. But uh, 
it, it's gotten to the point where they know I need to sit somewhere next to an outlet so that I can have my laptop charging so that I can eat and work at the same time. And they just automatically put me in these special booths, which I'm so, I'm so thankful for, but it's just, I, it's, it's delicious. I crave like noodles and uh, uh, Asian and I like being able to make my own thing. So um, that, but I do have to give a huge shout out to local deli uh, in Hayden because that was my home away from home for about eight years run by an amazing family. Um, I always wear my local deli sweater still. I have a local deli sticker and uh, their food is amazing. I just wish that I lived a little bit closer so I could go bombard them more, but they're just, you'd think you work somewhere for eight years, you would get sick of it. But I mean, I, I like dream about working there still, <laughs> even though I haven't been there since 2013 or wait, yeah, 2013. I dream about working there and I still dream about um, my favorite sandwich, which was a veggie with a turkey, with a veggie sandwich with turkey on it. And um, like pretty much everything you can imagine. I always called it the kitchen sink sandwich. So good. And their vinegar and oils. It's amazing. So I'm simple. I'm easy. You know, I, nothing. I, I love local deli. Like I haven't been there mm. forever and their food is fantastic. Oh, have yeah. And since you love noodles, have you been to Monarch yet? I haven't been to Monarch, no, but I need to because that's a ramen place, it right? It is a ramen place and it's a Phil Joe place, which means all of his restaurants are always fantastic. Um, yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised because I like like legit ramen. I got mm -hmm. some of it in California and mm -hmm. like, this is ramen. So when I went there, I was like, pretty dang good for not yeah. being like a California like ramen mm -hmm. place, you know what I mean? Where no one speaks English and it's just mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I was <laughs> impressed. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try it out. I was actually just talking to someone about uh, um, Monarch and White Pine and, and Bluebird and, and all those local restaurants, just thinking about Josh and my, that's my husband is Josh. Uh, our first date was actually at Syringa back on November 14th, 2009. And uh, I do love, I love the sushi places too. So yeah. You're very lucky for some great restaurants in town. So outside yes. of writing, um, and, you know, being a wife and having your kitties, what are <laughs> your outside hobbies or go like things you like to do? Well, um, speaking of kitties, do you mind if I grab the door? Twinkie is going nuts and <laughs> really distracting. I'm sorry. They just want to be involved. They want to be on the interview too. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is my life. No, <laughs> no doors allowed. No doors allowed. Uh, yes. So um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a nerd and I love museums. So like if my dad, I have some time, like um, when the Titanic exhibit came to the Mac uh, a couple years ago, we, my, my mom, my dad and my husband and I, we all went over there and that was just amazing to see actual artifacts from the uh, excavation or you know what they could find of the Titanic uh, disaster. So that was really amazing. Um, I, I just, I love history. I love going to local museums. If, if I can ever squeeze it in on a trip, I always have to go, I always have to ask if about haunted places. That is, if you wanna know what my number one passion outside of journalism is, it's the paranormal. I mean, I am such a junkie about paranormal stuff. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, do, have you been, do you do, you do TikTok at our social media platform? Um, I'm, I'm, becoming acquainted but I have not no okay they have some people are really like you just like you that are really into it and they share all these stories and they tell their stories to their TikTok stories and I'm always like 
oh my gosh and then I can't sleep and it's just so crazy like Ooh. you guys are I should check that yeah well I'm kind of a I'm kind of like running out of content on YouTube because <laughs> I'm always looking at like haunted places or haunted places around the world or abandoned places, stuff like that. Um, I always say if I were to win the lottery, I would plan a, uh, a road trip around America and go to like Gettysburg, Virginia City, and, and just a lot of ghost towns and stuff like this. This summer, we're going to go to Bannock Ghost Town, which is a huge, well-preserved ghost town um, in it's in Idaho, but it's kind of on the Idaho-Montana border. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to go last year, but COVID, so we didn't. Mm -hmm. But they have a whole festival. Um, I think it's a whole weekend where people actually dress up in period clothing, and you can learn some of the trades from um, Boomtown days. And yeah, so I'm I love history. I love and I love animals, of course, too. Like my best, well, Holly, uh, she took me to uh, Big Red's barn not too long ago, mm -hmm. with with her daughter. And uh, that was so fun. Um, it was a little intimidating. The llama, I think, was getting all up in my face <laughs> and really scary, but, <laughs> oh my but I love every minute. <laughs> so have you, so with your haunted house stuff, have you ever had like an experience um, or like a close encounter? You, you know, I always say I want to, but I'm such a chicken. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. So, uh, Holly and I went on a haunted ghost tour in Wallace around Halloween. Um, I think it was 2017 now. And I actually get to write about these because I'm the, the paranormal reporter around Halloween. So if anybody knows of any paranormal stories around Halloween, I mean, let me know because we will investigate. Uh, but these flashlights, these twist flashlights, uh, they were like turning on and off by themselves. Do you know Jen Von Baron? Jennifer Von Barron so she's a local medium and she was leading this um okay, yeah ghost girls tour group thing and it was actually really fun but we were in uh, Maggie's room in the Jameson in Wallace and yeah. oh I can't remember the full story I believe she was a school teacher there's some heartache involved uh but the room was really cold and these uh these flashlights just kept like twisting on and off like Jen would say something and it would just flick on and you know you have to like move them for them to turn on and off yeah. so that was pretty exciting <laughs> <laughs> um we also we went to Deadwood for our um honeymoon because that's supposedly the city of ghosts and ghost adventures has been there that's my favorite show oh. I'm such a nerd <laughs> But uh, we went to the Bullock Hotel and we went to the saloon where uh, Wild Bill Hickok was uh, was killed. And I mean, it was, oh, we went to Mount Moriah Cemetery, which is just a huge, beautiful cemetery overlooking Deadwood Gulch. And um, uh, I could go on, Tabitha, I could go on. But... I can tell. I've only had one, like, like one or two experiences. That's why I was interested because I had one and I was in Butte, Montana, and we were in this old hotel that's haunted and or like have haunted stories and yeah. my girlfriend I, I thought they so it sounded like a parlor was going like there was a party going on downstairs oh, yeah and I said something about it in the morning we, we said something I'm like man it was loud down there and we were like gosh that's crazy and so we were talking to them like oh do you guys have an event they're like no we had nothing going on last night and so we Ooh, just like wow. of glasses and like that rumble of like background noise it and there was mm -hmm. music that happened so we were like oh. Maybe piano music did you hear a little bit of music going on too yeah that's that's a pretty common old um, 
that like did it have saloon was it the hotel metlin do you remember what it was called because there's a bunch of places in montana i want to go to Butte has tons of cool stuff if you ever can go to butte like it is like their downtown is called their uptown so everything's like up on the hill instead of being like a downtown and uh-huh. it's so cool they're like historic buildings like it's beautiful so put that on your list oh yeah i'm i mean like i said if i win the lottery i'm i'm gonna see every ghost town and every every haunted house in this country i really want to go to the crescent hotel i think it's in missouri but that one was um it was a field hospital for the during the civil war and ghost hunters actually have found some pretty good uh evidence but to answer your question i haven't really had um many experiences i want to have one I'm a little scared to have one, but I, I'm hoping to someday. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So another question, fun question. You know how Crayola crayons in the box, there's all the crayons and they have different names on them. And each crayon is mm-hmm. different name. If you could be the brand new color in the color of the crayon box, what color would you be or what would your, what would you be um, and why? Do I have to come up with a new color? You can, no, you can do whatever you want. See, in my opinion, <laughs> is you do whatever your heart desires. Well, I am really partial to cerulean. Really? That is a beautiful color. Um, yeah, I never knew how to pronounce it until I was a little older. I always called it cerulean. Until you just did, so. <laughs> it's like, it's the prettiest blue. It is um, my favorite color blue. Um, but uh, I mean that, I, see I'm a Gemini. I bring that up a lot because I just feel like I do have kind of a dual personality. Orange and blue are my colors. The other orange, like or the other color I would say is like sun-kissed orange. Like those colors I think really represent both sides of me, this more serious melancholy side and then the the vibrant manic side. <laughs> you know, I always uh, reference how, really, I yeah. always reference how I'm a Libra all the time. So I'm always like that's oh, Libra personality coming out. I am definitely a Libra. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to it. I really do. Um, I've been studying that since I was a kid and I'm not even, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've said, are you an air sign by chance? And someone will be like, yeah. And I'm like, are you like a Gemini air sign? Like I can usually pick up on Geminis because we're, (laughs) we are a special breed, but I I can also tell when somebody's like, um, like a a Leo or um, like a, an Aries because my mom, my mom's an Aries and she's an Aries to the T. Not saying it happens every time, but I, it's really uncanny sometimes how I can pick up on that. It yeah. makes sense that you're an air sign. Yes. And I'm very balanced and I don't like conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's be chill around here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Libras are definitely the chillest of the air signs. Aquarians always have a million things going on and they're more mysterious and Gemini's are all over the place. Yes, they are. I love it. way too thin, <laughs> but that's what well, we do. Is there something that you wish you knew before you started your career in journalism? Hmm. Is there something I wish I knew? Hmm. Uh, I, I wish that I knew how to better manage lighting on a on a a digital slr (laughs) when i took photography at um nic i did it with a point and shoot which was fine i still got a b i think in jerome's class thanks jerome (laughs) thanks for pitying me um oh this is my other cat this is apollo this is my big gray oh yeah i just have to show you this really quick 
and I'm stalling because I'm thinking I got a painting for Josh for Christmas of Apollo because he just loves this cat so it's a digital artist I had it done oh, online that is intense that's like super real Isn't it cool? <laughs> it's a great picture um he's a beautiful cat uh but anyways yeah I would say um I really wish that I had my camera functions down a little bit better because I one of the first times I had a panic attack <laughs> at my job was when we didn't have a photographer on the weekend and I had to cover the um uh, festival of trees gala oh, wow. which is really important <laughs> it's a very it's important our community yeah yeah I mean it it, it just it's and I could not get my lighting right. And I was like sweating and panicking. And eventually I got something that worked, but I mean, this was like my first year as a reporter. So I've learned since the camera and I've had a love-hate relationship, um, but I really wish that I just had a little bit more um, function understanding for, with, with the cameras. Otherwise, as a reporter, um, I just wish that I had a tougher skin earlier on. Maureen Dolan, I'm, I'm sure you remember Maureen. Love you, Maureen. She's my journalism mama. Um, she, you know, she really helped train me and mentor me and, and develop me uh, as a reporter, but I really could have used a thicker skin for probably about the first three years because I would just take things so to heart. You know, I would maybe <laughs> have a typo in a story and someone would, email me about it and I would just like feel awful because I just it wasn't feeling like I was doing my job you know what I mean or I, just, just little things I wish that I could, could have told myself like really it's it's okay you know just keep going <laughs> I did yeah. I think that's but. a big point for any career though is that you know to have that thicker skin I mean no matter what you're doing it's yes. just like brush that stuff off earlier and really like that period that is a question mark oh my gosh like that's not a big deal the rest of the article is wonderful like you know what I mean I feel like that's in any career um mm -hmm. I'm in events and sometimes events suck and sometimes they just aren't yeah. like my other event and I'll have an event where I make thousands of dollars in the other event I'm like mm -hmm. 20 bucks and I'm like what happened and it can really take it apart it's like that one just didn't work and I won't ever do that again yeah and and it is a learning lesson like you have to be able to learn from whatever it is that you may have messed up on or didn't feel like you gave 100% on and I'm getting a lot better but I never I never feel like there's not room for improvement you know that's that's the end of the line there yeah that's so true too I mean spot on friend spot on um <laughs> so do you have a personal personal mission statement that you live by do I is that what you said Mission statement. Uh, I would say I have a few. <laughs> As a writer, I'm partial to quotes and um, things like that. Um, it's really weird. One that actually popped up the other day that I've had on a plaque in my house for a long time is uh, growing, growing old is mandatory, growing up is optional. Weirdest thing, I just got a, somebody just sent me a ghastly groaner with that and I just really needed some sign from the universe that like well, everything was going to be okay, you know, and like I got that in there and I was like, okay, this is a sign. Uh, Carpe Diem is one that's been really close to my heart too. I love Robin Williams and I actually got that 
tattoo before he died. Um, so when he did die, I felt like that was even more of a mantra for me. I'm referring to the Dead Poet Society, which have you seen it? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I'll start going off about it and people are like, wait, what? Wait, what Robin is it? <laughs> in a serious movie? <laughs> it was such a good movie. Um, really moved me. And, and I think it's really important that we do seize the day. One thing, another thing that I always have to say is every day is a new day. And I get that from my mom um, because when things don't go your way, you wake up every day and you have the ability to, to start anew in a way. Like sure, you might have some baggage or things to deal with from the previous day, but you get to start with a clean slate every day and you can't hold grudges. You can't let things get you down because you have to keep moving. You got to keep going. And so every, every day is a new day has been something that has helped me through my life a lot. Yeah. And that's so important too. Um, mm -hmm. So people, I mean, like we've talked about COVID, we kind of touched on it. I never like to dwell on COVID because it's just, it is what is yeah. it, but we have it's taken up too much of our time. <laughs> right. We got COVID, we got people dealing with things, losing their jobs, maybe mentally health, physical yeah. health losing loved ones or, you know, anything. Um, now we have elect, we had the elections and like, it's just been crazy. Mm -hmm. Is there a piece of positive advice you could give someone that's listening, going through some like really struggling? Is there anything you positive you would tell somebody? I would say to know that <laughs> it, it's going to get better. It has to, I mean, the only way that you can, let's see, when, when you feel like you're down as far as you can go, the only way that you can move is up. And so when things do get really hard, allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to scream into a pillow and, uh, you know, maybe give yourself some sort of an outlet, but, but just know that things aren't going to be terrible forever, you know? I think there are too many people who have that mindset that things will never get better. And I think that that contributes to a lot of problems in our society. But I also feel like people really need to, oh, they need to, sorry. Um, they need to remember that it's okay to like confide in other people. It's okay to like be vulnerable with other people because I'm telling you, there are days when if, if I keep everything bottled inside, I just feel terrible the next day. But if I can at least like talk to, you know, a friend or my mom, or, you know, even just talking to somebody on assignment about whatever they're going through and having a moment of sort of kinship with them really helps me, helps me understand I'm not the only one going through this. They're not the only one going through this, you know? So it's just, I know I'm a forever optimist, but you really, I mean, I wish that people just understood that every day is a new day, <laughs> you know, it, there it is again. It is. And that's what, um, I've been talking to a lot of my friends and the more I talk about my anxiety or the things that I'm dealing with, yeah, realizing that they're like, Oh, I do the same thing or, and the same, and the thing yeah. is, if you don't talk about it and you hold it in, I get myself yeah. sick. Like I'm actually achy yep. and tired. I'm like, what is wrong? Oh, the stress has made yeah. me health. Mm -hmm. I have, I actually have psychosomatic ailments, uh, due to anxiety and stuff, because I mean, I just, I care so much about my job. I care. I just care too much sometimes. And I will get sick to my stomach or headaches and that's not good. <laughs> Winter's always a really hard time anyway, um, for this sort of thing, but 
but really just, I mean, allowing yourself to get to, 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 to feel, you know, especially for guys, you know, guys need to remember, it's okay to admit that you're scared or that you're upset, or maybe you do need to cry because you miss someone you love. And that's just part of being human. It's no, there's no male or female. It's just the human experience. And we need to remember we're all humans, whatever side of the political aisle we're on, whatever our belief system. And yeah. Someone said something to me the other day, or I read it, or I heard something. And it was like, it like really spoke to me. It was, we obviously don't want 9-11 to ever happen again. Mm. But why can't 9-12 happen again? Like we need to be at 9-12. Yeah. The country came together as the United States and really was like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like we came together and we didn't, there was no color. There was no religion. There was no anything. It was like, we were all no matter who you are, we're here, we're American and we like, we love our country. And so that's yep. why, I mean, it's been in the back of my head ever since I heard it, I was like, yeah, why can't we be at 912 again? I, I just have to touch on that really quick. You just, I just had chills because you just reminded me of something that I remember seeing in the press because I used to read, I read the press when I was in high school and I'd always think about having my name in it, you know, but I remember seeing this political cartoon because I was in 10th grade when 9-11 happened and uh, this might make me a little teary eyed just because of like everything we've all been through uh, this past year, but um, it had an elephant and a donkey and the donkey says to the elephant and, and they're going like this, you know, at arms old friend. And then the, the elephant says to the donkey at arms old pal, like they were, you know, ready to like do whatever they needed to do together. And uh, you're right. Why can't we have more 912? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I, I actually cried when I first like heard it. He's like, the guy was like, I don't want 9-11 again. I don't want, you know, that to happen to our country or to our family mm -hmm. and friends, but I want mm -hmm. that like 9-12 of where we all just came together and we just were yeah. a country together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if someone wants to reach out to you, what is the best way to get a hold of you, follow you? You know, what is, how do we connect with Devin? Yeah, um, so I've been a little rusty on my Twitter, but I do have a Twitter, um, which is, uh, I think it's Devin at CDA Press. I should probably look that up. Uh, but my email is, yeah, I know, it's so bad. I, uh, I've actually, for being in me a media job, I'm really bad at using social media. I like, I bridge that gap between analog and digital and I don't always want to be on social media, but um, my email is D as in Devin, weeks, W-E-E-K-S, at cdapress.com. Uh, and anybody and everybody can email me. I'm always looking for great feature ideas about kids or animals or, you know, uh, the, the, the great grandma down the street who always makes cookies for the Girl Scouts. Every, you know, I love those stories. I know it's sappy, but I will always love them. And it's just, I love this community so much, Tabitha. I love everybody in this community. And I really, I don't know. I'm so fortunate to have the job that I do. Right. Yeah. I'm can... really good at it. <laughs> well, you're good at what you do too, young lady. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm probably taking up all your time. Oh, you're right. Fine. My last question. I have one more question. Um, my last question is how can we help you or support you right now? Oh, um, <laughs> Nobody ever asks me that. 
Um, well, uh, I love story ideas. So people can send me story ideas and, and, and trust me with their stories. I mean, that is, a, that is a privilege that I don't take lightly. Um, and it's a pleasure. It's, and it's fun. I love to get to know people so much. And I really think just, well, obviously read the Coeur d'Alene Press because it's the best local news source, period. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think not, not just for me, but for you and for everybody, everybody just needs to be kinder to each other and, and you know, get over whatever they think obstacles are to friendships or whatever, just be more understanding, be more empathetic, try to put yourself in other people's shoes, you know, and really just don't judge people. I mean, that has been such a, a menace to our society as of late. And like I said, I don't care what side of the aisle anybody's on or what their beliefs are. I think everybody, everybody can get along. Everybody can be kind to each other. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a wonderful life, right? I, I didn't see anybody not giving George money when he and his family needed it in Bedrock Falls. They all came together. I mean, sure, that seems a little daydreamy. But I know, but I do just, just kick me back to a good moment. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. We, I mean, Coeur d'Alene, North Idaho is still small enough where we can be a better community, better to each other and, and not let all the ridiculous stuff come between us. Cause at the, at, really at the end of the day, like we have the people here in our community and in our families and in our schools and in our businesses that we see all the time. We don't need to be like battling with people on Twitter about ridiculous stuff. And we don't need to be making other people feel bad for having the feelings that they do. We just, can't we all just get along? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you, Tabitha. I'm, I, Next time it's, I get to ask you the questions. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.